RadioInfluence.com. This is Beyond the Badge on Radio Influence. A look inside the biggest and most controversial news stories you need to know now. One of the country's most relied upon law enforcement analysts, Vincent Hill. The National Guard will be activated, but it will not be deployed unless Chief Flynn decides to deploy it. 125 members of the National Guard are on their way to Milwaukee as we speak. I have not seen the video. There was a body camera that the officer was wearing. Um, That video will be under the jurisdiction for the time being of the state of Wisconsin because the state of Wisconsin will be conducting the investigation. I have, however, seen a still photo extracted from that. And that still photo demonstrates without question that he had a gun in his hand. And I want our community to know that. Yes, good evening and welcome to Beyond the Badge. I am your host, Vincent Hill, coming to you, of course, from Atlanta, Georgia. And right at the start of the show, that voice you heard was the mayor of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And right after his soundbite, I played a little bit of the uh, hip-hop song, Here We Go Again by DMX. And the reason I played that is, obviously, for the exact reason the song is titled, Here We Go Again. So, in case you haven't watched the news or, you know, may have been asleep over the weekend, apparently there was a police shooting in the city of Milwaukee this weekend. I believe it was on Saturday. Because when I woke up Sunday and my phone was blowing up and people were asking me questions about it, you know, I had to look for myself. And following the police shooting of a black male in the city of Milwaukee, uh, of course, there were riots, protests, Black Lives Matter movement, you know, all of that stuff that we've seen in the past four, five, six years since this all started. And same thing. Police are the bad guy. This guy didn't do anything wrong. It was an unjustified shooting. Yada, yada, yada. Blah, blah, blah. So, of course, people would protest, right? Because here's a a black guy in Milwaukee who's 23 years old who didn't do anything, right? Well, my listeners know, and the average person with some reasonable sense knows, that there's always two sides to every story. So before I talk about the shooting, I want to talk about this guy, Mr. Smith, who was shot and killed by Milwaukee police. And before I even get into that, I want to let my listeners know that you probably don't know. I actually graduated high school in the city of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I moved there in 1989. My dad got assigned to be the active duty sergeant major of the National Guard post that was there in Milwaukee. So in 1989, we moved from Fort Jackson, South Carolina, to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And I got to tell you, in 1989, the only thing, before I moved up there, the only thing I knew about Milwaukee, Wisconsin, was the show Happy Days. You know, the Fonz, Richie Cunningham, hey, you know, it was cool. And the only thing I saw were these cool, preppy white kids who hung out at 
Al's bar or Al's restaurant, whatever it was, and you had the Fonz who always threw up his thumb and had a leather jacket and rode a motorcycle. I knew about that, and I knew about Laverne and Shirley. So my concept, my mentality of Milwaukee going up there was, heck, I think I'm going to be the only black kid. I'm going to be out of place. I'm going to feel very weird. But boy, was I wrong, because I tell you, when I tell you the very first day that we got to Milwaukee and we were out looking for houses, the very first day we saw a fight on Locust Street, and anybody from Milwaukee knows Locust, between rival gangs. And quite quickly, my dad said, no, we're not going to live on this side of town. So we actually went to look at houses on another side of town. And I say that to say this. Now, this was 1989 when I was just a little short, skinny kid who had just got out of my braces. But in 1989, the crime rate in the city of Milwaukee was ridiculous. Were there gangs? Absolutely. Were there guns? Absolutely. Were there drive-by shootings? Absolutely. Were there carjackings? Absolutely. Robberies? Yeah. You name it. Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, had it. In 1989. Now here we are, some 30 plus years later, in Milwaukee, which, keep in mind, is only an hour from Chicago, still has the same problems it had then. But, but, people will tell you, the community's not the problem, the police are the problem. Well, I did Dr. Drew Radio this past Monday, and a caller called in, and he's like, well, the black community has been saying this for years, and now you guys are starting to believe us, and the shooting was justified, but now all of a sudden it's a problem because now police are getting murdered and police are getting hurt. So I quickly had to remind him that long before this whole Black Lives Matter movement started, long before he was even born, because he was pretty young, I could tell by his voice, long before all of that, police officers in this, in this country were getting shot, were getting killed, were getting assaulted. And I told him to go check the Officer Down Memorial page. I told him that. And I told him that the shooting was not justified. And here's why it wasn't justified. Now, again, there's people that will tell you, oh, he didn't do anything. He deserved to die. But let's look at what he did. Police stop a car. Traffic stop. Legal reason to interact with the driver and passenger. The driver and passenger then decide to exit the vehicle and run. So at this point, the law says that since the officer was investigating this traffic stop and the persons inside the vehicle fled, that might be what they call a clue that they're up to no good. So traffic stop, run, Clue. Okay, so during the foot chase, the person who is now dead pulls out a gun, refuses to put down the gun after several commands, and is shot and killed. Hmm, but the shooting was not justified. Did you hear the magic word I just threw in there? 
the word gun. And I told that caller on Dr. Drew, I said, now as an American, which I assumed he was, he would have the legal right to defend himself if someone pulled a gun on him. But then Dr. Drew did something amazing. He even said, not only is the officer required to protect his life, but the life of the community. So, let's say this guy, who is now deceased, got away from the police officer, or the officer knew he was armed and said, well, shoot, since he's a black man, I don't, you know, I don't want to be on the news, so I'm going to let him go. And then he killed somebody, or he robbed somebody, or he shot someone, attempted homicide. Then, would there not be outrage that the police did not do their job? I assure you there would, because some family would say, well, I lost my loved one because you didn't do your job. Now, keep in mind, again, traffic stop, run, clue, gun, dead, right? Now, let's look at this person's history and look at the totality of everything. Now, he had a long stint with the law, and let me preface this by saying, no, I'm not saying that's why he deserved to die. I'm saying he put himself in that situation to get killed the minute he did not drop his gun. That is what I'm saying. But just last year, he was charged in a shooting. Whoa, a shooting? Oh, my God. You mean a guy with a gun shot somebody? So is it so hard to believe that he then would shoot at police? Hmm. And through that shooting, he was charged with intimidating a witness. Hmm. Wait a minute. The guy who didn't do anything that we're protesting and rioting in the streets of Milwaukee was charged with intimidating a witness, a black witness. He shot a black man. Hmm. Oh, yeah. And there are some drug charges, some robbery charges and a few other charges. So let's back up to the traffic stop. Because I've been there, I've done it a hundred times. I pull a vehicle over. There's stuff in there they don't want me to find. They either flee in the vehicle or they get out on foot and pray to God they can outrun me. So they can't be charged with whatever I find in that vehicle. And have people had guns on them when they've ran from me? Absolutely. Absolutely. Had I had my front sight pointed at several people? Absolutely. Have I had my front sight pointed at someone that I knew had a gun in their hand? Absolutely. But you know why they are here today to talk about it? And why you never saw me on the news? One word, compliance. When I said drop the gun, guess what they did? Guess what they did? So here we are. Milwaukee is on fire. I have relatives there. I have friends that are still there. Milwaukee's on fire for Mr. Smith, who history has shown he didn't have that gun to go target shooting. He didn't even have the guns by illegal means. Convicted felon, even though his mom claims he had just got a carry permit, which we know is a bunch of crap because you can't get one as a convicted felon. And the gun itself was taken in a home burglary in the neighboring town just a month before. So either he broke into someone's house and stole it or someone else did. 
But my point is, he did not have that gun for any good intentions. Was the traffic stop a preventive measure of a robbery that they were about to do? Could be. Was it a preventive measure of a drug transaction they were about to do? Could be. And it's really likely because that's what good police work leads to. Good police work leads to good arrest. And it has nothing to do with color because I said it a thousand times and I'll say it a thousand and one times. Color does not bring police. Crime does. And that same caller that called and said the shooting was justified and all of this other stuff that blacks have been saying this for decades actually went on to say, yes, there are more white police officers in police departments across the country and we should stop hiring uneducated white men. And I chuckled at that because what is his basis of saying, A, that any police officer in this country is uneducated because the truth of the matter is there's a lot of education that goes into the police academy. When I was in the academy in Nashville for six months, we had the equivalent of the first year Vanderbilt law student of law training. And this is only a six month course, which also included street survival, hand to hand combat, gun range, all of this other stuff that we had to learn on top of, on top of Tennessee state law. So for that guy to say that, Oh, you got a bunch of uneducated white men on the police department. Obviously he does not know what the requirements are to be a police officer or he wouldn't have made such an asinine statement that he did. But to that caller's point, yes, there are more white officers in major cities. And it's not because blacks can't get hired. I got hired. A lot of my friends that are black, that are police, got hired. There's black police officers across the country. But demographically, more white people apply for the career of law enforcement. It's not this racial formula that says no black people can be the police. That's not what it is. Demographically, more white people or more white males apply to be police officers. Whose fault is that? It's not the white man's fault. It's not any former president's fault. That's just how it is. So we can sit there and say, yes, there's more white officers and it's bullcrap and we need more black officers. Well, go apply. Go be a police officer. If you don't have a criminal record and if you meet the educational background requirements and if you think you can make a difference in the community, don't talk about it. Be about it. Take your butt down to the local police station and say, hey, I would like to apply to become a police officer. And tell your friends, tell your family, hey, let's go apply to be police officers. Hmm. Simple concept. You want more blacks to be police officers? Tell more blacks that you know to go out and be police. But, but, don't expect that quick turnaround. Don't expect that support that you think you might get from it. See, policing is not a color. It's a passion. There is no color to passion. 
Passion is from within, and it takes a passionate person to put up with the things police put up with on a daily basis, but yet still go out and do their jobs. Let's not forget Dallas, those five dead in Dallas, who were doing their jobs for the people that hate them the most. Let's not forget Baton Rouge, who were just doing their job on an average Sunday. Not everybody can do that. It takes someone that has passion for the job, passion for the community, passion for the country. If you don't have those, I urge you not to apply to be a police officer. Now that soundbite you just heard, that was the father of the, the guy killed in Milwaukee. And I'm going to try it to be as gentle as I can with as possible kid gloves as I possibly can get because my hands are kind of big. But I understand he lost his son. But his logic that he just used was not logical because he talked about how police try to trick the black man and how although you have a gun you're not supposed to be shot because he didn't point it at you and we have to put the guns and drugs down which I agree we need to do that in the black community because it's a setup and they're just going to use it to take us out to take us out now again I understand he lost his son but that logic is not logical and it's not logical because like I said way back in 1989 I knew cats that didn't graduate high school because they were taken out by a drive-by shooting I knew people that got involved in the drug game that are no longer here because they were shot and killed about some drug territory. So what trick is he talking about and what plot to take them out is he talking about because that's been going on in the city of Milwaukee forever and it wasn't done by the police it was done by other young male blacks. So while the Black Lives Matter movement have got federally funded to get to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and they're protesting about this black man being shot, who had a gun, by the way, which kind of discredits your entire movement, in my opinion, because basically what that says is, oh, it's okay if you commit a crime. That's cool, as long as the police don't kill you. So you can go out and rob other people, you can shoot other black people. You can intim intimidate other black witnesses. But if you get killed by the police, we're going to be there to protest. So that discredits your entire 
basis of what you say you stand for. Because if you said all black lives matter, all black lives mattered, then you would be protesting. Not when this guy got shot by police for breaking the law and having a gun and forcing that officer to shoot him. But you would be protesting when he shot his last victim, when he robbed his last victim, when he sold crack cocaine to his last victim, when he intimidated his last witness. That's when you would be protesting. But everyone wants to forget what led to this individual's death. It had nothing, nothing, nothing to do with the color of his skin. What it had to do with was the police told him to drop the gun several times from what I understand. And there is dash cam, I'm sorry, body cam video of the shooting which, according to the mayor, shows a clear still photograph of the individual pointing a gun at police. Everyone wants to forget that, but just scream that the shooting was unjustified and that the killing of young black men in the inner city has to stop because police departments around this country are racially biased. Well, here's the kicker of this police shooting in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Are you ready for this? You can't even call it racial because the police officer was black. Did you hear that? The police officer, shh, it's a secret, was black. Oh my God, a black police officer shooting a black male it's got to be racial. It's got to be that he's brainwashed and that he's an Uncle Tom and he sympathizes with white America because he wears a blue uniform. That's got to be it, right? So, yeah, it was racial. No, it was that Mr. Smith, who previously had shot someone, who previously had sold dope, who had a stolen gun, who was running from police, who fled a vehicle, who was up to no good. It had to do everything with everything about him pointing that gun at that black officer at that moment where that black officer said, I am going to exercise my legal constitutional right to protect myself from serious bodily injury or death. And, and I'm going to protect the community, the city of Milwaukee from this individual that if I let go, could go out and kill someone with said stolen gun. Do you think he stole that gun just for the heck of it? No, he stole it because, like most bad guys do when they steal guns, to use them in the commission of a crime. So guess what you guess what he was going to do that day when he was pulled over by police? And if he was not going to do a crime, chances are he wouldn't have fled from the police. Now, the reports haven't come out yet, but I'm willing to bet money that when they do, they're going to say, well, we recovered this type of drug from the vehicle, and we also recovered another weapon in the vehicle, and we recovered this from the vehicle. That's why they ran. That's why 
when he turned to that black officer, shh, the black officer, when he turned towards him with the gun, which had 23 bullets in it to the officer's 15, by the way, which means the officer technically was outgunned. But I digress. When he turned to him, he fired in self-defense of himself and self-defense of his of others. But what are we protesting? Why are we protesting? Let's think about this. And I may have said this before, but I'll say it again. I'm cool with the protest if if police, whether they're white, black or whatever, just start walking up to people randomly bow, and shoot them. Or they just drive down the street and just start shooting in the buildings. Then let's protest. But the fact of the matter is that scenario I just described happens every day in streets like Milwaukee, Chicago, Baltimore, Ferguson, New York, Cleveland. There's people that walk up to people every day and just shoot them for no apparent reason. But they're not police officers. There are people that drive around and shoot into buildings for no apparent reason. But they're not police officers. But yet, God forbid, God forbid a police officer is forced, forced, I'm telling you, forced. Because they don't just wake up and say, boy, I'm going to go kill about five people today. I'm going to go do it. I think they had a, a, a TV show on HBO called Dexter where he was a homicidal cop. But that's TV. Just like shooting someone in the leg is TV. But God forbid an officer has to pull that trigger. Then all hell breaks loose. But yet these groups that you see every time something like this happens is so so quiet if it's in the black community by the black community but I thought all black lives mattered but why has the city of Chicago and this is a scary figure but true why has the city of Chicago lost more people by shooting death than the entire war in Iraq. What? A war, you know, tanks, rockets, RPGs, howitzer tanks, you know, grenades, war, everything you would imagine it to be. The city of Chicago has lost more black men, more black men to gun violence than the war in Iraq. But where is the protest? Where's the riots? But God forbid a police officer, and now it doesn't even have to be apparently a white police officer, just a police officer in general. He could be an Asian midget police officer, but if he shoots somebody, oh, it's going to be a problem. But that same person he may have just shot, the Asian midget officer that you know may have been four or five feet shorter because he's a midget but anyway that same person he just shot probably had a gun like Alton Sterling was resisting arrest had shot a bunch of people before had sold dope before had raped a child before but everybody's going to forget all of that simply because 
he was shot by the police. Now, I'm going to be honest. Had this kid in Milwaukee been shot in the commission of a crime, i.e. robbery, selling dope, whatever, it would not make the news. But here's the catcher. You ready for this? Those same police officers that everyone hates would be the same police officers trying to bring justice for his family. Ooh, imagine that. Let me say that again. It wouldn't make the news if he was killed by another black man. But the same police that everyone is in the city of Milwaukee right now protesting, throwing rocks at, shooting bullets at, they would be the same police trying to bring justice for his family. Because what did I say a little while ago? There is a passion about being a police officer. It goes well beyond any color barrier, any economical barrier, any sexual barrier. There is a passion in your heart when you do that job that you want to do it for anyone at any time. So I already know what's next for this officer because his chief has already said that he's in fear of his life. And I, I understand that, but here's what's next. Protesters are going to demand he's fired. Then they're going to demand that the chief of police resign because we've seen it in Baltimore. We've seen it in Ferguson. We've seen it across this country. So then when the officer is cleared because the shooting was justified, here's what's going to happen again. The current administration is going to waste millions upon millions upon millions of dollars to send the Department of Justice into the city of Milwaukee, and they're going to give the same report that they gave for Ferguson and for Baltimore. And it's amazing how they can go into Ferguson and say, yes, the officer was right, but you guys are racist. And you can have three officers get acquitted in the Freddie Gray case because they didn't break the law, and the state's attorney get forced to dismiss all the other charges, but yet the Department of Justice goes in and says, yeah, you're racist. And then that's going to happen in Milwaukee after this officer is the black officer, by the way, he was black. After he's not acquitted, doesn't face any charges. I'm sorry, not indicted, doesn't face any charges. The DOJ is going to go in there. It's going to cost millions of dollars, which guess who's going to pay for it? And they're going to say the same thing. The city of Milwaukee Police Department is racist. Well, little known secret, back when I was 18, when I graduated high school, Milwaukee police had, and they still have, what's called a police aid program, which means if you want to be a police officer and you're not of legal age, you are in a uniform, you're civilian personnel, you get a taste of police life. And was there racism back in... 1991? I'm sure there was. On the department? Probably. I don't know. I don't recall ever seeing it. But my point is, that is not the answer for everything. Well, police stop more black people on this particular neighborhood than they stop white people. Well, that's because there's only two white people that live there. 
Hmm, it's simple math. Well, the police wrote X amount of citations to black people, but only this many to black people. Well, that's because, again, look at your square mileage. If you have a population that is 80 to 90 percent black, maybe 3 percent white, and a mixture of everything else in there, what do you think it's going to look like? So it's easy for the DOJ to write this, basically the same report. I, I really think they just like pen and ink changed the, the name of the city. It's real easy to write that report anytime a police incident happens, a police shooting where a black man is killed. It's real easy to do that to appease the black community. But what about when a white individual is shot by police? I don't see the Department of Justice going in there and by the numbers in 2014, 2015, 2016, more white males were killed by police than black males by the numbers. So why are we not sending them into Salt Lake City, Utah, where Dylan Taylor was killed two days after Michael Brown? Why are we not sending them to Fresno, where Dylan Noble was killed by police right before Alton Sterling? Why are we not doing that? Because the current administration has put us into the situation we're in now. Do you think that this Black Lives Matter movement, who basically has turned their back to crimes happening as long as no one is shot by police, do you think all of this would have come to fruition if it wasn't for things like, oh yeah, we'll send the Department of Justice in there. Oh yeah, come to the White House and sit down and tell us about your worries. Really? Really? I didn't see Dylan Taylor's family get to go to the White House. I didn't see President Obama at their funeral. I didn't see Holder. I didn't see Lynch. I didn't see Al Sharpton. I didn't see any of these people. So if we're going to sit here and say everything is racial, let's look at it by the numbers. I guess if it is ra racial, then white people can use the, the line that the guy that called the radio show, Dr. Drew, said that we've been saying this for years because for years, more whites have been killed by police than blacks. But in the black community, like Chicago, more blacks have been killed by blacks than U.S. soldiers have died in a war. You know, war. Kaboom! You know, Black Hawk Down. You know, that type of stuff. Where is the protest to that? Nobody seems to think that is a problem. But I do. We can continue to say we need police reform all we want until Jesus comes back, which I hope is no time soon because I still got a few things to do here on this earth. But we can continue to say that. But the truth of the matter, the truth of the matter is we need two types of reform. We need Crime reform, one, and I'm not even going to say gun reform or anything like that. And then we need compliance reform because if people comply with police, they don't get hurt, they don't get killed. It's simple math, people. One plus one equals two. One, I comply. One, the officer does not use force. Add those two together. You go home unscathed or you go to jail for whatever crime you were committing, but 
you go to jail unscathed because you did not resist arrest. And for the record, there's been several Milwaukee police officers that have given their lives and paid the ultimate sacrifice. And I think it's only fitting that tonight's roll call reflect a Milwaukee police officer based on what they're dealing with right now. And this officer, Wendelin Odell Tanner, end of watch, September 7, 1996. Officer Tanner was shot and killed during a foot chase of a known felon and a parole violator that he and his partner were attempting to arrest. During the chase, the suspect fired several shots at the officers while he was running. For all of you that say, well, he was running away. One of the bullets struck Officer Tanner's side between the panels of his vest. He died at the scene. He was survived by his expectant fiance. So what that tells me is that sometime either in 96 or 97, his fiance had a baby who now has never known his dad. And that story sounds very, very similar to what happened in Milwaukee over the weekend. The suspect fled. He had a gun. The suspect ended up dead, but it very well could have been that black officer that ended up dead. And by the way, this officer I just did roll call about was black. So again, if black lives matter, they need to matter even when they're wearing a blue uniform. I want to thank you for listening tonight. I hope this was insightful. I hope it helped someone understand what's going on. I help, I hope it opened someone's eyes to say, yeah, maybe things aren't always what they seem and what we see on the TV. I hope it helped. I thank you. I love you. I'll see you next week. Same time, same station, radioinfluence.com. Thank you and good night. To continue the conversation, get updates on the show, and to find out when you can see him on television, follow Vincent on Twitter at Vincent Hill TV. That's at Vincent Hill TV. This has been Beyond the Badge on Radio Influence. Hey, this is Pants. And Roller Girl. And we're on on the beach. beach. If you're single and looking for dating advice, well, then you found the wrong podcast. Yeah, we have no idea what in the hell we're talking about, but we're still not going to give up. We're not? No, I am. I'm done with this bullshit. Oh, stop it. Just listen to our show. On the Beach with Pants and Roller Girl can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and RadioInfluence.com.